What's up, Ditch the Job listeners? Mark Burry, the podcasting and virtual summit launch coach here. And when it comes to ditching your job, one of the things that really holds people back are having all these different expenses that they have to manage. And, you know, a job is that stream of income for a lot of people. But we have a guest who uh, says that those things, those expenses, they shouldn't be an excuse for you to stay at a job that you hate. And our guest has actually walked that talk. He left a high-paying job to found Origin Leadership. And the job he left, he was a district manager uh, at this job. And he did that to uh, pursue his own path and help others in the process. Our guest believes that if something doesn't align with your values, then you shouldn't touch it regardless of the notoriety or the money involved. So our guest who joins us for this episode of Ditch the Job is none other than Nick Glassett. Nick, welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on, man? I'm glad to be here. Nick, I'm so happy to have you on Ditch the Job. And one of the things I hear again and again with the people I interview and with the people who have listened to other shows just because Ditch the Job as of this recording hasn't actually launched yet but one of the things that I hear a lot about is, you know, I'd really love to get out of my job, but I have the mortgage, I have living expenses, I have a family and things like that. So I'm wondering if you can share with us um, how you were able to ditch your job, even with all those different things and not using that as a way to hold yourself back. Yeah, of course. I mean, I hear it all the time and I, I still hear it, you know, even though I left my high paying job, you know, with all those bills. But basically, um, I personally had some vacation, you know, that had um, accrued that I knew I was going to get, which gave me um, just about a month's worth of pay that I had no severance. I had no nothing like that other than that vacation pay. And that kind of gave me a little bit of a cushion to where after I left, I had a couple minutes, you know, to just decompress, man, because you, you go out of a high paying job like that. It's a high stress environment and you need a minute to just kind of calm down. After that, you know, I just did all the things that I saw readily available, which were uh, the main two were drive Uber and Lyft. If you have a car that's, you know, not a junker, you can join Uber, you can join Lyft and you can go start earning money on any spare time that you have literally. And so, um, I joined those two and I didn't take any rides in the beginning, but I just knew it was there kind of as a fallback. And then the other thing that I had, I had started doing while I still had a job was selling things on the internet, retail arbitrage or garage sale arbitrage, which is you go buy something for super cheap and then you go put it on eBay or you go put it on Facebook marketplace. Um, the term is known as flipping. And so what I've learned through flipping, you know, I started that in about May and I started to make more and more money, the better I got at it. And I really think that a, a, a person that's just a go-getter could literally quit their job and go make between 50 to $100,000 a year just selling quote unquote garbage on the internet. So with, with Uber as the, as the uh, fallback plan and flipping there to pay some bills in the beginning, that's kind of just how I started out. Now, the really interesting thing about how you started out, and I do want to explore this more, is that 
I've had people on the show who like we've talked about using Amazon for book ads. I like talking about podcasting and virtual summits. There's a lot of like, you know, getting clients and things like that. But Nick is literally talking about things that anyone can do. Like just uh, if you have a job, chances are you have a license because you got to do the commute. Uh, even if you don't have a license, I mean, anyone has that ability to like buy stuff at a low price and sell it at a high price. So I feel like that that's something that the exception to this is that it's really something anyone can do and it doesn't uh, require too much of a learning curve. So I'm wondering if you could share with us uh, some of the initial results with the uh, Uber and uh, flipping uh, combination yeah. and how that led to bigger things. Yeah, I mean, it, it comes down to this, you know, and if, if you go today to my uh, Facebook and Instagram stories, like I'm literally taking things off the side of the road as I drop my uh, little girl, my one and a half year old off at daycare to go sell. So if you don't care, like if you don't like your job enough where you're willing to take things off the side of the road and go put them on Facebook marketplace for 20, 30, 40 bucks, it's all there, but you've got to be, um, you got to be okay with that. Look, you know what I'm saying? You can't want to be fancy and leave your job. Like you kind of get one or the other. So to give you a little bit of a background on the flipping, yeah, it actually started because in my uh, neighborhood, my homeowners association doesn't allow yard sales. And I was pushing with the, uh, I don't know what they're called, the council or, you know, the, the people that run the HOA to try and get us to have one big uh, neighborhood wide yard sale. And that wasn't working that nobody would budge. So I kind of almost to spite them said, screw you. I'm going to do it one piece at a time on the internet. And so I started, I gathered up all the stuff around the house that I could find that we weren't using uh, and just started selling it online, Facebook marketplace. And then once I got good at that, then I joined eBay. Um, and so it's now December. I've made over $5,000 since May doing it part-time. And it's like I said, started with stuff around the house and then it grew from there to where I was going to garage sales and going to uh, Goodwill. And then now it's actually reached a point because I, I post it all on social when I make, make sales or have a good month or whatever. Now I have people in my neighborhood who I know coming to me, wanting me to sell their stuff that they can't have a yard sale for. And then we split it. I take 60, they get 40. So I just go pick up their stuff, bring it to my garage. And then I've got a little uh, picture. I don't know what you call that. It's like a little platform I made that just kind of makes the pictures look good. And I take the pictures and I sell other people's stuff for 60% of the profit. Um, it's an inventory thing with flipping. You just need inventory. That's why I take stuff from the side of the road because I can make like, so in November I had my biggest month and I think I made 15 or $1,600. Um, and that was just because I had a lot of inventory as I moved through it all December has started slow cause I just don't have that much stuff. So it's an inventory thing. Um, and so that's how the flipping has, has kind of started and then gone since. And then, with driving Uber and Lyft. So like I said, I, I had that as the backup plan and then I put it into action. I've been driving for about three weeks now. And the funny little secret about Uber is that it's really, really fun. I actually enjoy it a lot, uh, getting to know strangers and, and giving people a ride and, and being there as a service for them. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, and then some of the other perks are obviously you can literally hit go on the app anytime you want 
and start driving and then hit stop and stop driving. doesn't matter when. So it works around um, my wife's schedule. She's a salon owner um, and my kid's school schedule. I can do it whenever I want. Um, I made $230 the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. That was my biggest day I ever had. This morning, I go drive in the mornings a lot. So this morning I woke up at 4.15 um, and started driving. I made 60, I think 61 or $62 in about an hour and a half today because it was Monday mornings are real busy. That's why I drive so early in the morning. I mean, it's interesting how you have these sources of income and um, for it's not six figures, but it's something that covers a bunch of expenses. It's allowing you to do things that you enjoy doing uh, rather than being at a job you don't enjoy. Um, for, I mean, for some people, they may be thinking about those numbers and say like, that's not enough for me. But at the same time, uh, again, like they're going to really cut down on certain expenses you have to pay. This is something you could start on the side and then uh, build up. Um, I'm wondering if you have any thoughts on, um, like, did you start doing this before or was it like the month vacation really set you up for taking this path? So I started flipping before, uh, since I couldn't have the yard sale and it, I mean, it was not an exit strategy at all when I started. And then as it picked up steam, I kind of looked at it as, you know, number one, I actually really, really enjoy it a lot. And then number two, I, I looked at it as something that I knew I could keep income coming in, um, to help pay the bills. And so I just kept rolling with it. Um, yeah, the Uber thing, I mean, I didn't start. Like I, my last day was September 10th and, um, it's December 2nd. So, and I've only been driving for three weeks. So, I mean, probably about two months I didn't drive Uber. And, uh, when it comes to, because you mentioned you sell stuff on Facebook marketplace and eBay, are there any things you do for marketing those things or you just put them up on those two places, you use keywords and things like that, and then they sell on their own that way? Yeah. And it's not too keyword. Like that's the cool thing about it is it's not, um, it's not super tech savvy. Like for eBay. Yeah. You need to take a good picture. That's key. Um, that really helps on Facebook too. Um, you want to write a good description and then there's no keywords or anything on eBay on, on Facebook. And then there's other uh, apps I use too, Mercari, but they're all very similar. But, um, on those, you can put in, and I forget what they're called, but like a, a phrase that kind of tags it. So when um, somebody searches for something, it comes up, but, but that's it. I mean, that's the marketing. It's, it's all free. I, don't, I haven't spent a dollar to, to scale that at all other than, you know, the gas, I guess, to drive to the, to the post office. And I mean, it is interesting how there's not too much involved with once you put the listing up. Um, what have been some of the things you've done to find different items to list? I know you mentioned if you see something, you grab it. Um, but I'm wondering if there's a strategy to the approach for building up inventory. The strategy is literally everything, anything, anything that you, anything that you can find that you can sell, you just take it and you got to find a place. So I kind of developed a little bit of a system. So I take the stuff and I've got, um, all my, you know, the, the scale, the uh, tape measure to measure it before it goes on eBay. Cause you want to get your shipping right. 
Um, and then where I take my pictures, I have all that set up in my office. And then I just kind of mass things in the office, cycle through as I post them. I then take them actually up into the attic just so they're not cluttering the whole house, you know. Um, that's it. But, but to answer your question, it's everything. You just go. I mean, I, I went to um, a neighborhood garage sale that was down the street from me, I don't know, it's probably a month ago. And I go through and one of the, one of the tables had like old phones, not rotary old, but, um, you know, old landline phones. And I didn't buy them, but, but it was a good learning experience because then I go home and I, uh, you can look them up on eBay and they sell for, you know, between five and $20 a piece. And they were asking, I don't remember a dollar or whatever. And I was like, oh, next time I see phones, I know I'm buying every phone, you know, because I know I can sell it. That's the thing. And it is good to do that type of research. Uh, I mean, Nick brings up a really great point. If you are doing flipping, uh, figure out what you can buy, the, what you can sell something for before you walk away from something. Because if Nick just checked uh, before buying in that moment, I'm sure he would have made that decision to buy and then that would have helped them make a bigger profit. So it is interesting to do that research to figure out what are the best opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like, you know, and I, I will do that. Um, so on eBay, you can scan barcodes. So if I'm at a garage sale and someone has a barcode, I'll scan it. Um, you know, it's just hard doing the research, right? You know, standing out in the person's yard, it's already awkward. So um, it's kind of like the way I look at it is cause I love, love, love to learn. And so the way I look at it is as I go and I, I learn more when I miss. And so if I have something I should have bought that I didn't, I will remember it more. And then I have a keen eye for it, whether I'm at Goodwill or I see it on the side of the road or my neighbor comes up to me and says, Hey, here's all this stuff I want you to sell. You know, I can cherry pick out and I'll know. Yes, 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 yes. I know I can't sell any, you know, art, art is terrible, you know, and you start to learn that stuff to where you can kind of uh, weed through it before you have to list, you know, everything under the sun. And yeah, I mean, I, I can see that for myself too. I mean, when it comes to investing decisions that I've made, I definitely learn more from my mistakes and that uh, conditions you to make better choices in the future. And uh, so you've got a few different things going on. I know you have origin leadership as well. You mind telling us a little bit about that and what you aim to do with it? Yeah, absolutely. So it started um, a long time ago, about two and a half years ago as a blog. Um, back when I was a district manager, I would write, you know, kind of motivational or inspirational morning emails and send them out to the 24, 25 stores that I oversaw. And it was really exciting and I love it because I love to write and I'm a good writer. But over the years, you know, I'd been at that point, I'd been a DM for roughly six years, seven years. And so it kind of started to lose its luster a little bit. Um, a long story short, I stumbled across Tim Ferriss and I stumbled across four hour work week. And so um, kind of going through the exercises in that book, the thing that I figured I could do well and you know, initially I was like, cool, I can make money doing this, but was writing. So I started a blog and just started writing as I kind of dove down that path and learned blogging a little bit better and, um, you know, SEO, keyword research, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I kind of started to figure out, oh, 
this necessarily isn't a money making venture as in something you start to go immediately make money. This is something that I enjoy as a hobby and down the line could potentially make me money if I have a big audience, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, what turned in from a blog turned into um, origin leadership, which, which kind of still is a blog. Um, and then as I've uh, left my career and I'm getting out there on my own, I'm working on turning origin leadership into a consulting agency. That's mainly going to be leadership uh, business consulting with a uh, focus on hiring and interviewing. And so that's, that's why I'm working now. Um, but I will tell you what's funny, you know, when you do ditch your job and you do have bills to pay, you know, the dream of origin leadership to get it going as a consulting agency um, is on the front burner as far as intention. However, it's not making any money right now. And so I've really switched gears into earn, earn, earn. And then in my downtime, then I work on origin, you know, turning, turning it into a consulting agency, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that when they ditch their job. Uh, the first thing you're thinking of is like, how do I make money quickly? And uh, consulting and like creating content like Nick's doing like, you know, blogging is such a great stream vlogging, just that whole thing, create content, get people on your email list, uh, promote offers. It's such a great way to make money. Uh, but Nick knows his working firm right now. That's what he focuses on. Uh, and he can, sh um, like he can shift like more towards origin leadership as more of that revenue is coming in. So it is about making those choices. Um, but you know, some things have more revenue potential than others. It's just a matter of some things take more time for the revenue potential to be realized. And in the meantime, the side hustles that are bringing in the revenue now are the ones uh, that are good to keep on doing. Right. And I've got, you know, at this point now I've got uh, four side hustle revenue streams that have created, you know, which, you know, and I'll be honest, um, while growing origin leadership is absolutely the number one dream, pursuing the other side hustles and making, I mean, I'm making, there's some days I make, very good money. I made over $500 just today um, doing two of the three side hustles, or I'm sorry, two of the four today, you know? And so it's like, once you get to a point where, you know, you make $500 in a day, not working for anybody but yourself, you know, and, and controlling all of the, all the factors, not that that's the dream come true, but that kind of is in a way in itself, the dream. And so, I worked my, my face off today, but I had a blast doing it, you know, and I did it for myself and I made good money. So, yeah, I mean, days like that, they just build on momentum. More of those days just keep on happening. And I mean, when you have a day like that, just take the time to celebrate it, realize what you've done, see what you did that you can replicate to be able to enhance your revenue in the future. So I think that's a really great insight. I mean, just to have those kinds of days, look at them and to be able to build up from there as Nick has been able to do with all of his side hustles. And for people wondering where can we keep up with you and follow your journey, uh, where's a good place for us to go? So um, on Instagram and most social media, I'm uh, Nick O Glass, which is Nick underscore O underscore Glass. 
and then um, my my blog slash consulting agency in, uh, in construction is originleadership.com. And then um, I just started my own podcast. Um, I only have one episode out there right now. But if you search my name, Nick Glassett, on Spotify, you'll find it. It's hire easy, lead easy. Um, and that's, and then I've, I've got a YouTube channel that's up as well, but it's only got one, uh, it's only got one video on it right now. So I'm kind of, I'm tr- kind of going everywhere, but, but it's a slow process. Well, Nick, we'll make sure to include all those links in the show notes for all the ditch the job listeners who want to follow you on your journey. Uh, but once again, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. It was such a pleasure having you on ditch the job.